This morning's scripture reading comes from Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Um, this is a time when the, the visitors arrived from the eastern lands, like the songs that we have just been singing um, about what we all know the stories of, of the wise men. Matthew 2, 1 through 12 reads, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written, which this was the prophecy in Micah here that says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> the story we're looking at today comes from Matthew 2, 1 through 12, like I read. And, and we've all heard the story, the story of the wise men, the magi, the three kings, but were there three? Were they actually at a manger in Bethlehem? And were they kings? Well, I read this humorous account here, and it was obviously written by a woman. It says, I got you, Papa. If it had been wise women instead of wise men, they'd have asked for directions, arrived on time, Helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and brought diapers, wipes, bibs, and formula. <clears throat> um, like I say, we've all heard the story. Um, one of those things in there that kind of hit me was that it was of the prophecy that it was spoken way back before these times that, that this was going to happen in Bethlehem. Um, these mysterious travelers from the east are, are, are very fascinating to me. First, I want to ask, um, who were the wise men? Questions that, that I've asked and, and it, that I saw a lot of in looking through and studying on this was, how many of them were there? How many wise men do you think there were? Well, all the Bible tells us about their numbers is that they gave three gifts. The Bible doesn't say there was three or if there was 30. <clears throat> We usually assume three wise men because 
of the three gifts. And that does seem, you know, most prominent because these would be the ones who presented the gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the more. So our picture of three men giving gifts seems, you know, pretty good assumption that they actually were. But would you want to travel a thousand miles with three men? Carrying all that precious cargo with just two other people? I, I think not. But it would also be all odd to travel in a small group because of their wealth and because of what they had. Um, of course, the, the three gifts were very, very um, prominent things in that times, and, and they, were, they were carrying riches. So it is evidence that there was probably robbers, there were thieves, just as there are today. Um, you know, so you almost need somebody packing you back. Um, it seems like that this might have been a sizable group of travelers. You know, we don't, we don't know that, but when you, when you look at the studies and Three men traveling alone would be especially odd if these men had the status that we give them as kings. All right, this brings me to my next question. Were they kings? We all just sang the song, We Three Kings, and, and we assume that they were kings, but it was Tertullian, which is an early Christian author that I read this from, that told that the Magi would have been considered kings and thus fulfill the prophecy concerning, and to him shall be given the gold of Arabia. And again, the kings of Arabs and Saba, Saba shall bring him gifts. Now, I agree with that, that they were probably at least as powerful as kings in their own country. Now, I want to point out to you that they were not kings as we consider kings because a king was a ruler of a country that time like, like Herod was. Herod was an appointed king. These, were these guys three appointed kings, or were they, uh, like verse 12 told us, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. I'll talk about that a little bit again in a minute. That kind of hit with me too. Um, but still, notice only one country is mentioned. They returned to their country. So it would, you know, we can assume maybe that they were all from the same country. So were they kings? They may not have been officially kings, um, but kingly enough that they fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy. They may have been richer or more powerful than some other kings. They had wealth. They had enough power that Herod didn't have them killed. And in those times, um, they didn't, he didn't have them killed when they came on the spot suggesting that his replacement was being born because he, he was the king. And, and he didn't have them killed, but Herod was, he was capable of this. Herod killed a, killed a lot of people. He killed his own family. Um, he killed people who opposed them. So if you come to Herod saying that a new king is born, that was, that was pretty dangerous. Um, I mean, after, after Herod had realized that, that he had been outwitted by the Magi, that's when he ordered for every child two years or younger to be killed because he was in obsession to kill Jesus because he was the newborn king that was going to take his place. little thing I read said, Herod was king by human appointment. Jesus was king by divine appointment. 
Um, but the Magi had knowledge, and they, they, because they got this revelation from God. Um, <clears throat> by the time the birth of the Christ, it seems that the Magi would be a blanket for the world of prophets, seers, magicians, and all who had to fall in that category that had to deal with the supernatural. The most likely place from whence they came was Babylon, but we can't be sure of that. Um, it does seem no matter how many there were, the most prominent would be the ones bestowing the gifts, hence our assumption of the three. Now, what did these wise men believe about Jesus? They just decided to sack up and travel a thousand miles? No. Um, the... The Bible points out that bringing gifts was particularly important in the ancient East when approaching a superior. So they brought the finest gifts for the finest gift that was going to be given. The Magi viewed Jesus to be the superior, to say the least. And much more if you look closely at the gifts. This was pretty interesting to me that all right, gold is a gift for a king. At that time, you know, if you... I'm sure Herod had all the gold that you could have probably imagined, but those gifts were given to kings because of their stature, because of what they were. So gold was, a, was, was as precious in that day as it is today. Um, if they weren't ab not absolutely sure of the status of who they were giving it to, you think they'd been giving away gold? Probably not. Their faith was lived out through their gifts. Gold is a gift for a king. Okay? All right, frankincense. Frankincense is an incense, incense burned to, for worshiping gods. It was a glittering, odorous gum obtained by making incisions in the bark of several trees, kind of like you do, Dallas, with that axe. <clears throat> it was a common practice to burn incense at an offering to a god at this time in history. This was to speak of their view of Jesus. There was, there was more than, than just a king. There was the frankincense game, given, the gold, the frankincense. You will note that, that they didn't bring gifts to Herod, who was a king. They went and saw him. They didn't, they didn't carry him any gifts. They went and asked him, you know, where he was. Okay, and myrrh. Myrrh was a burial spice. I didn't know that either. Myrrh exudes from a tree found in Arabia and a few other places and was a much-valued spice and perfume used in embalming. This gift is another very, very valuable gift and may, may speak that the knowledge of the purpose of why Jesus came. You know, why were they giving him myrrh, which was, was an embalming spice? These gifts remind us and show us, and the way I see it is, is Jesus' life. You had gold, which was a newborn king. Frankincense, which was more than just a king, he was a god. They burned the frankincense for God. And myrrh, which was for a death and a burial and the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us. I mean, these gifts speak multitudes. So when did the wise men arrive? We all see them in that nativity scene, right? Well, I kind of stressed on one of those things when I was reading in one of those verses. Um, when you look at verse 11, it says, On coming to the house. 
Jesus was born in a manger, right? That's right. Jesus was born in a manger, not a house. So on coming to a house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. Scripture tells us he came to a house, not a stable. In Luke 2.24, we find the parents of Jesus offered two young pigeons at the temples as a sacrifice according to the law. That's what they sacrificed after they had Jesus. And the law was specific. It was written that unless you were poor, you sacrificed a ram. So according to Jewish law, a woman became ceremonial and clean, keep up with me on this, on the birth of a child. On the eighth day, a male child was circumcised. After which the mother was unclean an additional 33 days. At the conclusion of this period, the mother offered a sacrifice, either a lamb or two doves or pigeons, only if you were poor. Okay? So 38 days after Jesus was born, Mary went to the temple and offered a sacrifice that only poor people would offer. Two pigeons. This suggests that the wise men had yet to visit at this point. Otherwise, she didn't offer a lamb. They were going to be needing money. They were going to be needing money to make their exit to Egypt as Herod's men were killing the children under two years old. They knew this. This may provide a guess at Jesus. This may provide a guess at the age Jesus was arrival of the wise men as well. Remember, Herod inquired them, when did you see the star? He wanted to know when they, when they saw it trying to get his age and his time right for that two years that he had in his plan. He wanted to know how old the child was that he was going to be looking for that was going to take his place. It would seem that the wise men were not only sent by God to worship the child, but also to provide for his escape to Egypt. You know, we do this too. Um, we, uh, we know God's on his own turntable, and sometimes we have... Everything we need, and we don't realize that everything we need is right there in our hands. Just like the Jewish leaders at that time. These guys traveled from a 1,000 miles to get over here, and the Jewish people, you'd have thought they'd have been overjoyed with the birth of Jesus. Well, some were, but it's pretty odd that these wise men came from another country to worship the king, whereas these leaders didn't even bother to go to Bethlehem. Oh, if they could have realized what was coming, like the Magi did. Check out this story. 24-year-old Danny Simpson was sentenced to six years in jail for robbing a bank. He got six years in the clank for stealing $6,000. But the gun he used in the robbery ended up in a museum. A 45 caliber Colt semi-automatic turned out to be an antique made by the 1918 Ross Rifle Company. The pistol was worth $100,000. If Danny Simpson had known what he had in his hands, he wouldn't ended up in jail. And many Christians, we're like this. We spend our lives searching for God's power, presence, and not realizing it's in our hands. Um, the wise men found the king that they sought. Long journey, how long, you know, it's assumptions. And what I've said today is, you know, strictly by studies, not of my account.
but they disappeared out of the scene just as mysterious as they came in. What kind of things can we see in this story to apply in our own lives? Well, they had a living faith. There are wise men and women today who will step out in true faith and follow Jesus. And that's a journey in life itself. Some had little interest in seeking the king. God allowed these wise men to see that those who should have been more joyous over the birth of the Savior, like I was saying, the own rulers, they may not even been interested in seeking the newborn king. Maybe they were afraid of Herod. I mean, I can imagine that. Like I say, this guy was killing his own people, his own family. Or maybe they just liked their lives just like they were. And we're guilty of that as well. But for whatever reason, these wise men traveled a great distance while those religious leaders didn't even bother to travel a short distance. And we do that today as well too. But God rewards us in our journeys and our following and worshiping the King of Kings. I mean, our world, we have our hairs today. Our Saddam's, our troubles. But in our world today, we still see people who are indifferent to their king. We all have our faults in that. But it's time to wise up, wise people. It says wise people still seek and find him today. Wise people still step out in their faith today. I'm stepping out in mine. Wise people still offer their gifts and worship the king. We offer them today. But all the gifts in the world couldn't be better than the gift we got from God. He gives to us gold. He was a king. Frankincense. He was a God. Myrrh. He died for our sins. He rose again and sat at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. There's one thing I want to say to you last this morning. <clears throat> and I said it while I go. It said they went home a different way. They didn't go the same way they came. You could look at it a couple of different ways because of what they saw, maybe. I could probably say if I went and saw that, I'd probably go home a different way. But, of course, this was speaking of a, of a physical direction, but they went home wiser people. It doesn't speak of spe spiritual reality as well, but when we seek the king, we seek Jesus, we offer our gifts and our worship like we are today. Then we go home in a different way. Thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for this message. Thank you for this opportunity to stand here today. Thank you for these words that you put in my heart, Lord. Thank you for, thank you for your son. Help us to keep our faith strong. Help us to stay your wise people. Keep us safe this year and lead us back to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.